It's all about the beats on the after beats with Hope Tops. Excel what's happening everybody? Welcome to the After Beat. I'm your host. My name is Hope Tops. It is an honor for me to be introducing this living multi-talented legend to the After Beat family. He is a radio presenter. He's an actor. You've seen him on the biggest TV shows in the country, the likes of Movango, Guild and Streets of Mangawung, just to name a few. However, since the After Beat is just all about the beat and nothing else, we're just going to be talking about his music only. He has been in the music scene for over 16 years. He's known for working with Nutty Nice on his award-winning Vintage Love album that had the song called Ngamudira that was very famous in the year 2009. Uh, he has given us uh, the Metro FM award-nominated classic song Feeling featuring Nolutando. You've seen him on TV, probably loved or even hated his characters. You've listened to his music and danced to it. And now it is time to get to know him with us here on the After Meet. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Idumele Mudi Bedi, known to many as Maiza. Bro, welcome to the After Beat and thank you for taking time to speak to us. Hey, what's up, man? Dope intro. Oh, How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, bro. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. No complaints. It's been a long time coming. When when you replied to our DMs, I was like, yo, I can't believe I'm actually talking to Miser. And now we're talking on the phone. It is, it is an honor yeah. for me, bro, to be honest. No, thanks for the invite, man. Thank you so much. I mean, so as I've mentioned that the after beat is just all about the beat and nothing else. So we're just going to yeah. be talking about your music only. I know you've done almost everything in the entertainment industry, but we're just going to be talking yeah, about yeah. your music only. Is that fine? No, that's good. That's good, yeah. I mean, so you come from Houghton South in the Valley. Yeah, yeah. So what we'd like to know is how will people from your area describe Itumile Modibedi apart from Maiza, the artist? Yeah, sure. That's a tricky one because <laughs> you'd, you'd actually have to ask them. But I think they just tell you that, you know, I was a happy, bubbly kid growing up. Yep. I loved everyone. I was friends. I was friends with all the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah. I played a lot of sports. I was very active and yeah, I was just friendly, happy and we were all one big family because, yeah. you know. All right, man. Mm. So you say you played a lot of sports. So yeah, how does music then come into place if you grew up playing a lot of sports? Yeah. So music was there from birth at home. I mean... I had parents that were always listening to music. My yeah. dad collected music. My mom collected music. So if it was not Dolly Parton on uh, a Sunday or Aretha Franklin, it was some blues legend or jazz legend. Mm. So every other day, there was just music that was always playing in the house. And then go front opposite, there was a pub. Yo. And that pub, yeah, basically every day there was music playing there. Mm. Um, all the big tunes from back then, Bukrenda Fasi, Bonchaka Chaka, uh, what they used to call international music back then. So there was always just a lot of influence around me musically. And then I started collecting music as well. I mean, I listened to a lot of Kwaito. I used to collect cassettes. You know, so I was listening to a lot of um, Duma Silela, um, Makap Kapu, New School, uh, TKZ, hmm. uh, the whole Kalawa, and 
Yeah, so my whole life, literally when I wasn't at school or playing sports, I was listening to music. So I hear you list, uh, you mentioning the likes of Kalawa, Jasmine, Mdu, Masilela. So yeah. those are like quite artists, right? Quite, yeah. So, yeah. but then you are a house music producer. Did you start producing yeah. house or you started producing quieto and then later on moved into house or you just started with house? Yeah, so I started with house, but like I was saying, I had different influences yeah. from music. Like before the quieto, there was jazz. Before that jazz, there was Bodoli Patin. Before Bodoli Patin, there was Bo Arifa Franklin. So there were all these different elements of music, you know? Mm. And then... I mean, I also listened to, there was a lot of gospel that my mom would play. I then also listened to a lot of reggae from you know, Peter Tosh to Bob Marley to Sizzler, Capleton. So that's why I get my musical bank back then already was an influence of almost every genre you can think of. Um, I grew up going to, obviously uh, back then, uh, to, to white schools and the white friends that I had then were listening to rock and pop, so I'd also listen to that. So I had a lot of different musical influences. And then fast forward to the YFM days when Bo Fresh were there and Mosquito and Fat Joe, they used to throw these big parties at a place called Mega Music Warehouse, mm. the electric workshop. And these used to be like house parties. So that's where then I fell in love with house music because not only now we're hearing it on YFM, but now I was at this big event, that big massive sound that was coming from the roof and all these guys were always listening to that we liked or fresh and then were there playing and you could see them live and you could actually now make sense of the music you hear and them. So that's the introduction here about songs like Summer Days, you know, yeah, yeah, when those songs were coming through. Yeah, so then I think for me that was the turning point to decide and think, okay, cool, sure, I love this music and actually I want to get into this. But it wasn't only until later after, so when Natty Nice was working on his album Vintage Love in 2008 and we used to stay together, so we had a studio at the house so I'd always hear him produce produce you know and then I'd sit in there watch and I'd go with him to gigs and watch him play because then he was also on YFM and that's how my love for house actually now properly started because every day now in the house I live with a house music producer DJ he had a big show on YFM and that show was a house music show yeah so those were then all the influences and then he actually convinced me to get into music because back then I was doing TV and radio yeah, yeah. and he convinced me to get into the music and I was like okay cool yeah you know I wasn't really because I remember back then I didn't want to come out and people thinking ah that's one he thinks just because on TV now you can just jump on the music so when we were deciding to do the music, I actually didn't want people to know it was me. Mm. So that's why when his big song Kamudira came out, by then my name was Dumaiza, not Maiza. Yeah, yeah. And when we were recording Kamudira AB, the guy actually made a mistake. Instead of saying Dumaiza, he said Maiza. 
Oh, and, and then now they just people, continued with Miser. Yeah, and then we were traveling a lot Lee Nati because then I was doing his bookings and I started to DJ with him and people were asking who is this Miser on the song? Who is this Miser? You know? Mm. And I remember Nati convincing me that we must work on a single now for me, which later would obviously be Superhero featuring Flubber. Mm. And even then, I still didn't want people to know that it was me. If you watch the superhero video, you don't you don't see us. It's animation, so you actually don't know who's, who's who. Yeah, you know. So even then, I still didn't want to know. But after a while, I mean, the the reception there, the music, people actually loved the music. They they appreciated the music. So it was only at a point where I felt I was, uh, I guess, good enough to now come out and do this music thing properly because everything I do, I don't, I don't want to do things half-heartedly. I don't want to take chances. You know, I really study something before I get into it. Whether it's school, whether it's practice, I really put in the hour and the effort because I always want to give out 200%. So it was only when I was happy with the music, then I revealed this miser person. And this was, yeah, 2009, 2020. Yeah. I mean, sorry, 2010. Yeah. So getting into music was like a leap of faith for you because um, it was actually Nighty Nice who told you to get into music when you just wanted to be uh, in the in the TV field only. Yeah. So look, from, from a young age, I knew I was destined to be an entertainer. I knew entertainment was a calling for me. Hmm. Uh, but obviously back then I thought TV because that's the only thing even though it was still difficult to get on TV but it's uh, back then it was sort of the easiest because I, I had no no uh, I mean connection or knowledge of anybody in radio or any of that so I never thought radio I never thought music so TV was the thing I thought because when I was in high school, I joined an agent and I went to presenting classes, blah, blah. So that was the only thing I could see because I was working towards it. Yeah. But how God had it, then all these other things that are in the entertainment industry came through voiceovers, radio, music, DJing. Yeah. So you mentioned that when you were in high school, you joined an, an entertainment agency. How, yeah. how did you get to know about that? Like coming from the Val, like how much of information yeah. did you know for you to know that to get in the industry you need to be under a certain agency? Yeah, so I saw an ad in the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, back then there was no social media, you know? <laughs> uh, so whenever, whenever, yeah, whenever we wanted to find that stuff, it was in the newspaper. Yeah. So I remember I was reading a newspaper, my dad's paper, and then on one of the few last pages there was an ad yeah an agent and this agent was in Lin in um what's it suburb in Joburg uh, down bears um what is it uh, I, I forgot but somewhere in Joburg so I read that and told my parents about it uh, obviously they thought I was a bit crazy you know because yeah, yeah, getting Back then, yeah. Back then, yeah, I mean, getting into the industry was almost impossible if you're not living in Joburg yeah. or in Soweto. I mean, when we watch TV, all the kids that were on TV back then were from Soweto. Yeah. So I told them, and, and like for me, even though they thought I was crazy, but I had very supportive parents. 
That's dope. Um, so there was a number there. We called the number up and we spoke to that lady. And they said, yeah, uh, classes are every Saturday. And this is how much it is, blah, blah, blah. You know? And then we make arrangements. Uh, my dad drove me the one time just to register and everything. But then I would have to catch a taxi every weekend, you know, to go do my thing. So literally when all the other kids, or they're sleeping, I'm waking up in the morning, I'm catching a first taxi out. Uh, Val to Josie Town, town to uh, the suburb, uh, I think it was Lindhurst or something, I forgot. And I do this class the whole day, I'm finished, back, taxi drops me in town, I'm running all the way to West Street to go get a cab back to Spokane. So that is my life for about six months, every Saturday. Wow, man. This, you this know, must have meant as this young this must have meant like everything for you. I mean like on a Saturday when other kids are happy that they're not going yeah. to school. When you are going to yeah. an extra class or that you prepare for something that you want to do after school. You my arms Yeah, look, all all I was thinking then was I wanna be on TV. I wanna be on TV and I'm gonna do whatever it takes for me to do it. Yeah. And I remember, yo, before my first break, I went to so many auditions and I think, yeah. I think maybe 50 auditions or whatever. Meaning, you know, I get like five to, it's between me and mama, mama, and then nah, they call, no, sorry, man, that other person got it, da, da, da. But you know, when something, you know it in your bones and in your blood, if something is meant for you, you know? Yeah. Uh, which is what, fast forward to now, I always tell people, don't get into the industry just because you're seeing someone do it or you want to get rich or you want girls. It doesn't work like that. Like, literally, for you to survive in the industry, it has to be a calling because you can get in by luck or whatever, but yeah. that luck will soon run out. And if there's no passion and there's no love, you're going to burn out, you're going to fade out, you're going to get frustrated, you're going to get irritated. So I think for me, the thing, every weekend taxis, I knew what the final goal and the end goal for me was. So I was willing to do whatever, put in as much work as I can. And I mean, it paid off in the end, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, like now Maya's the superstar that we know. Should you have not taken those, uh, those uh, Saturday classes, maybe now we wouldn't have, like, we wouldn't be knowing you, you know? Yeah, true, yeah. true. So you mentioned that um, your parents even, like, still supported you, though it was perceived yeah. as, like, a crazy dream to want to be in the entertainment industry. Especially yeah. coming from the Val, because all the kids that were on TV were the ones that are from maybe Jobeck and Soweto, right? Yeah. What did it mean for mm. you to have supportive parents to support your dreams, like from one to hundred? Sure, that's the best feeling ever um, to know that your parents are behind you no matter what. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's also another thing that made sure I also put in the work. Yeah. Because I know how much my parents also sacrificed that extra money every weekend, taxi money, uh, the money that I had to pay for those classes. So just knowing that they're there for me, they supported me, also pushed me to make them proud and to guarantee them that everything that they're doing for me and the support is not in vain. Hmm. So I think when i when i look at a lot of my peers or a lot of kids that are trying to come up and they don't have that support meaning that is the one thing that you literally need 
for you to make it. Yeah, you just need that one person to give you that extra push to believe in you, because it just means even when the world doesn't believe in you, and the world still doesn't know you, but you have support. You have people that are saying, "We believe in you. We we see this thing that you are seeing, mm. and we are here for you. Whatever you need." So it helps. It's like a booster. It's like a zero to a hundred. You know, it just puts you on another level, mentally, emotionally, physically. Just to know. I mean, like I'm saying, I I probably went to about fifty auditions, but even not getting them, my parents were there saying, "Next time, you know." Oh man. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Like, ah, don't worry, man. Next time. Next time, guy, guy. Hey, there's another audition. They're not saying, ah, but this thing of yours is not working. Ah, you've been to fifty now. They're saying, okay. Where do you need to go? Yeah. What time? What do you need? Okay, and then they make it happen. Oh man! Shout so that for me was like the best thing ever, man. Shout out to my parents. Shout yeah. out to your parents and uh, thank them for investing into your talent. Cause now, I mean, yeah. uh, we are able to like enjoy the beautiful music that you bring to us and even watch you on TV. And that's because of the support that they've given you as a young kid. So shout out to them, bro. Yeah, shout out to them, man. Oh, yeah, man. So as I've mentioned in the intro, that you are known to have worked with Nati Nice in 2008 mm. on the song. Uh, Nkamudira. Was it Nkamudira? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nkamudira. Yeah. So, would you say that was your breakthrough into the industry? That was my breakthrough into the music scene. Oh, I was already yeah. in the industry. Oh, yeah, the music scene. Yeah. 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 I'd, been, I'd been already in the industry from about 2000. 2000? Yeah. Um, so, Nkamudira was just into the music. Yeah. And, and yeah. when you got into the industry, was it everything that you had imagined it to be when it comes to like music? When it comes to music, sure. Um, look, I think because of the way that I came in, when I came into the music, yeah. literally everything was glitz and glamour because we literally had the biggest song in so many African countries, which was in Gamudira, you know? So when I came in, it was nice, it was easy, it was just, we had gigs, we had work, everybody loved the song, everybody was booking us, we traveled. I mean, I I think that's the first time I traveled so much. We would literally land from one gig and then drive past our house because we drive into another gig. And then the next day drive past our house because we have to fly to the airport again to fly oh. out. Like it was crazy. It was, yeah. And you land in a Botswana and then you've got people chilling with placards written in Kamudira when you land, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this was my first time in the music scene. So for me, yeah, it was crazy. It was like, wow, okay, all this love. And everywhere we're playing this song, people are singing along to it. People are loving it. People are going crazy over it. I mean, we even had like t-shirts written in Kamudira. There was a group, someone opened like a group on Facebook and Kamud. Like it was just crazy. So I think it was more of a fantasy. But obviously as the song died out and into the new year, then the reality of it all kicks in, you know? Mm -hmm. What now? You just had this big song. Now you must maintain. Now the pressure's on you. Because you don't want to be perceived as a one-hit wonder. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You see, and I'm sure. So now it's it's, it's it yeah. Must, sorry, yeah. It must have meant a lot for you. I mean, like, it was the first song that you've ever worked on, 
and then it was released yeah. to the public and then the public loved it i'm sure that must have given you uh a hope for a brighter future into the music industry yeah it did it did but like i'm saying it also motivated us to do more yeah. to work harder because now the beauty with us was we were not in competition with anybody we were in competition with ourselves so our competition was we need to make a song that is bigger than this one yeah and this was a big song so now the pressure is on us so it it meant for us you know we're not chilling we're not being complacent we literally have to put in work and what did we do we worked on a miser album which was called moon dancing yep and the first single from that album was superhero featuring flaba yeah and superhero blew and, up and you still didn't want people to know who miser was because of the beat like a the video that you released. yeah yeah so it's only now when superhero also blows up and then it it's a crossover song you know it was i mean on high rotation on 5 fm yeah um other cultures are playing it so superhero was almost like in kalagata mm. you know how all different nations playing kalagata yeah there was superhero for us So now all these crazy bookings come in and now we can't hide this miser anymore you know exactly yeah now me and flaba are doing interviews go live am bonas da 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 because remember with ngamudira um even interviews it was nachi and ab the vocalist so that's how we could yeah. hide this miser person mm. but now this is miser featuring flaba so they need to know the man Super behind hero. the song So people now want this miser person. So nice. now we can't anymore. Oh, yeah. But now we're like, cool, okay, it's fine. Let's, it's a big song. People love it. It's topping all the charts you can think of. Let's do this. So now I've got this cool rapper guy who is Flabba, who was from this huge group called Squatter Camp. Yep. Already he has like a massive following in the music space. And now we've got this big song. And now people... can add the dots oh ngamudira maiza oh this is the maiza and it's like ah okay cool oh yeah so now the eventual reception slash unveiling of this maiza is also amazing it's beautiful because now people can relate they know this guy from ngamudira uh, so it's beautiful so now the touring continues so now that's what i'm saying we we literally said our own pressure because now superhero is also big yeah what now because a lot of people don't know this but if you listen to Nati Nice's Vintage Love the whole album is soul soulful house deep yeah. house yeah if you listen to my album my first album moon dancing the whole album is soulful deep the singles that we recorded so when we were doing Nati's album Gamgira was the last song that we did and actually it was a different sound from the whole album yeah when we recorded moon dancing superhero was the last song we did and it was different from the whole sound of the album and those are like so, songs that stood out from both projects from both projects yeah. and those are the biggest songs and those are the ones that blew up but actually in actual fact the sound that we wanted to do is the sound that you hear on all the other songs but we figured back then that sound was still not received well you know a lot of people were still saying ah you guys you play jazz you play oh, yeah. so then I mean, that's that... how we had to come up with these songs 
uh, just to get our names out there. Yeah. And then once you like, oh, Nationalis, oh, Miser, we're like, yeah, go listen to the album. And then when you listen to the album, you're like, oh, snap, okay. Wow, so these guys actually produce like proper vocal, soulful, deep, jazzy music. You're like, oh, okay. That's why now when we were happy enough and comfortable in the music industry, then I released Feeling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a classic. Yeah, Which man, is, that song. Yeah. Easy to sing easy. along to, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, lucky for us then, when we dropped that, people already knew us. And it was like, oh, okay. Any music you're releasing, we're willing to listen. Yeah. And then, boom. Wow, who's this vocalist? Oh, wow, this is a beautiful song. Vocals, nice beat. And then that worked. And I remember Nachi dropped uh, A Wonderful Day. Also, a female vocalist, uh, soulful. That also worked. So now we had moved away from the dance, the Nkamudira and the superhero. Mm. So now, like you mentioned that it was not that much important for the face to be out there, but for the music to be out there, right? That's why it took you time uh, to come out and be like, okay, I am DJ Myers, the one who worked on Gamudira, the one who worked on Superhero with uh, Flabba. So, but do you you think if you came out at this time whereby uh, almost everyone is chasing cloud, do you think you're still going to keep your identity anonymous if you came at this time? Yeah, I think I would have until I reached a point where I was happy with the music. Oh, yeah. Remember, it's so the thing is, with me, I never want to be seen as a chancer. Oh, so yeah. that's why every single thing sure. I get into, I need to master it. I need yeah. to be sure. Yeah. So I don't get into something unless I am at a point where I feel like, okay, cool, I can do this. And even if people watch it or they listen to it, I'll be happy with it. Mm. So even if I released now, but I was still not sure with the sound and I was still not happy, I was going to relax, chill until I see the reception and the music. And then if it works, then only. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people do things for cloud, you know, and for tweets and retweets, but then compromising the actual work. Exactly. And sometimes it works, but it only works once. Because maybe you'll, you'll do like a gimmick or something And then yeah. people love it But then now maintaining that is hard And sometimes man, people go out of the way to just create uh, PR stunts for their song you know. And like I always say, yeah. if a song is a hit song, it doesn't need a PR stunt The song will find its way to the ears that it meant, to, it meant for Yeah, true I mean, look, look, look at it this way now mm. If you go to a gig now and you play Nkamudira or Superhero, people lose their mind as if that song came out last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a classic. And the one came out in 2009, the one came out in 2010. We're now in 2021. Yeah. Feeling came out in 2012. Play Feeling now. People lose their mind. I was looking at the, the Rams, the charts today. Yeah. And I saw Feeling uh, was on the top 200. I mean... For a song in 2012 to still be on the charts in 2021. That's crazy. That tells you something. Yeah. You know? So I've always been about creating music that is evergreen. Uh, For me, it's not about instant gratification. That's why 
even when a song I drop and it doesn't blow up or whatever, as long as it has longevity and, and it's, it's turned into a classic, I'm happy. Yeah. Unlike if I release something and then it blows up now, three months and then people forget about it. I, that would be very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'd rather just have songs that are there forever. You know, you play Trust now featuring Gabo, people still go crazy. Yeah. So that's, I think, that's been the formula. Just create music that is evergreen, music that can be turned into classics, and music that is not just for now, for today. Music that, even when I'm old, the younger generation can still enjoy. And respect you as a producer and be like, wow, this guy gave us tunes, man, gave us hit classics. Yeah. So, like, yeah. speaking of uh, the song Feeling featuring uh, Nolutando. This, yeah. this is one of the most simple songs to sing along to, right? Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. like when you're at a club, as a DJ and as a producer of the song, when you're playing the song and you see everybody sing along to it, like what goes into your mind? Like, do you sing along with them or you just see them be like, damn, I made such a hit fire song here? Yeah, I sing with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, I, I sing with them because it's such a beautiful feeling, man. Yeah. And such a beautiful vibe to see people enjoying your work, singing to it. I mean, I've had people DM me and tweet me telling me this was a song that made them fall in love. Yeah. This was a song they played at their wedding. This, so those are beautiful. I mean, to think something that we created I mean, back then in a bedroom studio and it actually touched people. I mean, I remember, I think three years ago, I was in Europe and I was at a festival, Primavera, uh, in Spain. And I, play, I was playing and then I played Feeling, da 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 da. And there was this one guy, he had his phone and he shazammed the song. And then I got down and he comes to me, he's like, yo, man, that song you're playing, whose song is that, you know? Yeah. Um, they love the song I'm from France you know I always hear it in class or, 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 or. I'm like oh it's my song yo this guy's like oh are you serious so, <laughs> you couldn't believe it <laughs> yeah man it's amazing how what music does I mean yeah, music man. touches souls music changes lives music Rona sometimes we only focus on South Africa and you wanna and you get worried and you're stressed if people here not playing your music but if your music is good enough I promise you it'll touch some ear somewhere and next thing your song is popping in another country you know so my thing is just make good uh, feel good music music that makes people happy music that people can jam to in their cars at home in clubs and just make happy music I mean there's already so much happening in the world. People just need something ninning, just like an appa to, to help them feel good, that's, you know? That's true, man. I mean, like, with everything that's happening, music is one thing that unites us, bro. Like, see what happened last year yeah. with uh, Master KG's Jerusalem. Like, in South Africa, the song had already phased out. But then, boom, out of nowhere, yeah. the words now came into the song and everybody's exactly. like, oh, this song in South Africa is like, nah, but then the world is now jamming yeah. so... Man, that's exactly. Best. I mean, that song wasn't played here. I mean, people were saying that song is whack. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Never measure. Don't 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 limit yourself. Don't measure yourself according to uh, local standards or standards in your hood or whatever. No, just be open for anything. Anything can happen. Yeah. Like literally, 
your song could be picked up in Russia, a place you never think of. Next thing it blows up in Russia, next thing Poland, next thing Germany. So anything can happen. So never be discouraged. Keep doing the music, keep sending it out. And I promise you, if it's a good song, someone will catch on to it and something good will happen. I mean, that's, that's true, bro. So like speaking of the song feeling, like I mentioned that it's a simple song to sing along to because the lyrics yeah. are such simple lyrics. Were you involved in the yeah. writing of the song or it was only Nolutan the whole wrote the song? Um, sure. There were four of us in the studio. It was Nolutando, myself, Nachi Nice, and Zbunkomo. So myself, Nachi Nice, and Zbunkomo owned the company together. Yeah. And Zbu was literally the, I can say, the head of writing. So every song we recorded, he'd be there in the studio just guiding the vocalist and kind of co-writing with them. But obviously, when the song came out, we just said Nolutando, written by Nolutando. But we all had... You know, if, even if it wasn't big, you know, like a simple, okay, add this there, okay, sing it this way, okay, change that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was like a group work. Oh, that's, that's But she wrote, she, she wrote yeah, most of it. Ah, that's amazing. So, you spoke of how life has changed after the release of Ngamudira. You were traveling, yeah. you were spending less yeah. time at home. And after that, like, you were played in international stages like Miami Winter Music Conference and in Primavera yeah. Sound in Barcelona, just to name a few, right? So, yeah. for someone who grew up in the VAD listening to Guaido and jazz music, how was the experience going out to play in Europe? Yo, that's crazy, man. Um, you know, when they talk about superstar treatment, yeah, um, yeah, that's what I experienced while there. I mean... I'd be picked up by a shuttle, right? Like a whole uh, V-class or whatever. One man. You have this big thing. It's just you. Um, backstage, you literally have your own setup where you can chill. Like, Did you have bodyguards? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, because when yo. they pick you up, there's like a lady who works with the agent, you know, that, that run the show, there's yeah. a driver, and then there's someone who looks after you and just makes sure you're good. Uh, I mean, the hotels, I mean, for instance, when I went to CMJ Festival in New York, yeah. ne? I stayed in the same hotel as Snoop Dogg. Man. And the one, and that hotel was on, on um, what's the strip? Um, what's the strip, man? Uh, hey, me, me have never this... been to the states, so hey. <laughs> but yeah, so when when you literally walk down the hotel, you turn left. There's that big theater, the famous theater, and then the why am I forgetting all these things, man? But yeah, but like they literally give you the best of the best yeah. of the best. Like literally I'm walking down, uh, get to the lobby, hear Snoop Dogg and some white lady, I think it's the manager or something. You know, like it's just chill. It was, it was nice. It's chill. And that's like the treatment that you've never got like in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ninning, you get to a gig, you know, you're still out there at the gate calling, hey, gents, I'm, I'm outside. Where am I parking? What, what? Ah, you know. <laughs> yo, yo. But, but I'm sure I'm sure that's that's one thing that like uh, inspired you to say like now you mentioned that when you're making your music you shouldn't only limit your audience to your local audience because already when yeah. I've seen how you were treated on the international side yeah so would you say now that now when you make music 
uh, who who do you think most about? Like, is it us, the South Africans, or international market, or do you think of us in the same way? Nah, you know what? I make music. Yeah. My music, I, I I think world, world. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's never been local. It's never been home. It's never been South Africa. Because also, I can see when I look at my folders, Double, Spotify, and iTunes, I can see I've got people in South America, I've got people in Europe, I've got people in space. So you can somewhat gauge and see, oh, okay, and then I know in South Africa, Cape Town is big, uh, Joburg, you know? Yeah. So I kind of know um, where the people that buy my music come from. Uh, and funny enough, it's not even my hood, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not man. even Val that's yeah. supporting me, which is sad. But yeah, man, um, it just but that helps because it helps you think out of the box. Um, your world becomes bigger. And I always say to people, me, my plan is, and I've, I've had this plan I think for the past three years, and then obviously COVID happened. But my plan is to be. In Europe for six months, in South Africa for six months. Yeah. Every single year. Yo. Yo. Yeah. So, would you say having to travel to so many like international countries, mostly mostly European countries, have like uh, changed the way you see the entertainment industry in general, not only in music, because you're also an actor, also yeah. a TV presenter. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to like maybe jump into like TV presenting or, or acting on an international side? Yeah, but that one, I'd, if 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 I were to do TV, I'd I'd wanna do it in the states, cause TV there is bigger. You know, it's yeah. a bigger scale. It's Hollywood. You yeah. know, and plus already and you got like a dope treatment as an artist coming from South Africa. So yeah. imagine if you come yeah. there now as a, as an actor or as a TV presenter, yeah. what treatment you'll get now that they know yeah. who Isa is. Yeah, yeah, it'll be crazy. So, yeah, man. I mean, I get inspired when I look at people like Bo Trevor Noah, yep. uh, Trisombe, do, you know? Namzam that is possible. Bro, like, yo. You know, Bunamzam, yeah, like, it's possible. Yeah. Like, child, it's possible, man. If you, if, you, if you see it, you dream it, you think about it, and you put in all the work, it can happen. It can happen, that's, you know? That's true, man. I mean, all of those people that we mentioned, they are all from a small town somewhere, and now they're on these big stages where the whole world knows them. So it's possible. I mean, I got like a little taste of it. And little because I was literally there maybe for like a week. Yeah. Uh, Ninning, I was there for like two weeks. And that's like two weeks out of a whole year. So that's like little, little. But that little, yo, you never forget. You know, it's exactly. that good. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that's how good it is. There was, there was a, I remember there was a time whereby uh, we couldn't hear more about Miza, right? Yeah. When it comes to like music. Was it because you were not in the country? Like you, you were enjoying yourself in the States or like in European countries, like killing gigs there? Yeah, so usually what I do is I just make sure I have a single a year yeah. or two singles and then I'm done and then I'm out. Wow. You know? Yeah. Uh, because in a year, I mean, the one year I went to, uh, in March, I was in Austin, Texas, in the States, and then I moved from there, and then I went to Miami, uh, March, April, and then from Miami, uh, May, June, I was in Spain, in Barcelona, 
And then from Spain, I went to France, to Cannes. And then later on in the year, I was in New York. And so literally, I'd be back here for like a month, two months, and then I'm out. Yo, and then man. I'm back a month, da, 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 I'm out. So then, yeah, the plan was overseas, overseas. You know, you're making sure you have your things in order. And, you know, I, look, COVID happened and everything happens for a reason. But I feel like the two years that we've been on lockdown, yo, I, a lot could have happened. But hey, COVID helped because now I've got an album. Exactly. It gave me time to work on an album, you know. So shout out to COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there was the, <laughs> there was, the that was good. There was good that came out from it. It's actually for the first time I hear someone say that. Eh? <laughs> Yeah, no, I realize, you know how we, we like complaining, yeah. but I've, I've realized actually there's good that came out of the situation and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful, look, we lost work, we lost money, we lost things, you know, we lost people, um, but we must start looking at the brighter things of life. We That's need to learn gratitude and just be thankful for whatever we have. So a lot of good happened and... Fast forward to 2021, I've got this amazing album and the reception is amazing. I mean, Muzika, I've never seen an album where the reviews, people love the whole album. Yeah, it's only a few selected songs and then the other ones, they feel like, nah, this one is trash. But if you almost know, everyone loves all the songs in there, then that's... Every look, I, I even asked the other day, I'm like, yo, so who's got the album? Which is your favorite song? And yeah. people are like, yo, I love the whole album, man. But if you insist, okay, I'll choose my mom, mom, mom. But I love the whole album. And you can't make this up, you exactly, know? Bro. It's not like I'm paying all these people. I don't even know them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just a good thing because I was also worried because the last album I dropped was 12 and this was in 2015. And how did it go? How, how did it do? Uh, I mean, Tom did well. It had songs like Trust. It had uh, African Woman featuring Lection mm. and Morolog. It had um, Vumani with Sun L and Tisbunko Mo. And I mean, Vumani did well. I mean, it's one of the songs that ended up in the top 10 on the charts and blah, blah, blah. So... And obviously between then and this year, I was, I was just dropping singles, singles, singles. But people have been saying, yo, man, we need, geez, we need a body of work. Yeah. We need a body of work. Come on. So to be honest, I was, I was anxious. I was scared. I was worried. But, I was, but more than anything, I was excited. I was excited that finally I have a body of work that I'm happy with, that I enjoy. And yo, I've got a very gifted wife who's gifted musically. Like she studied music theater and yep. and so I run things through her, my music, and she's a very tough cookie uh, to crack. Ah man, that's amazing. Because, so 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 you're one of those I'll speak to my wife first and see how we decide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so even last night we're actually talking about it. So I, I listen, I listen, I listen until I'm happy, 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 happy. Yeah. But meaning, I'd record and then ask it to uh, to listen, and then she'd say, "Yeah, this is 
oh, this is good, but it misses what what, or change this, this is too long here, or da 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 da. And her notes are always amazing because I always implement those changes and the songs come out better, much better. Oh, man, that's so actually, amazing. I should have credited her in the album, man, as executive producer or something. Or oh, creative producer. Like, she's amazing. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Ah, bro, that's that's amazing. Now you're inspiring me now to like, you know, when you get a partner and you believe in her and yeah. you know that like, uh, the way she thinks about what you do, it's always the positive way you need to consult with her. I mean, that's amazing, bro. Yeah, look at it this way. Now, mm. You see this thing that we're saying about my parents supporting me. Yeah. So it's the same thing. But now I tell you out of the nest. You yeah. don't live with your parents anymore. Exactly. So now you still need that support from your partner. That's true. Because this is the person you live with. This is the person you see every day. So if now they don't support you, how do you expect the world to support you? So the support always needs to start at home. Exactly. If it's parents, you're still living with your parents, your parents must support you. Your partner must support you. In that way, they are always advising or assisting or helping. And you know it's in your best interest. You know it's for the good of your career, your brand, and the family life. Ah, man, that's amazing. It's very rare to see, like, uh, couples being able to like work together, especially when it comes to like creative work. I mean, we saw the likes of yeah. uh, Connie Ferguson and uh, the late Shauna Ferguson. That they, they were yeah, doing great yeah. when it comes to uh, the film industry. And then now you and your yeah. wife, she's helping you with your music, and you are doing great. I mean, that's amazing, bro. Yeah, I know it's a blessing. Hey, I don't want to lie, man. Um, I think a lot of people that's what we wish for and pray for, but when you actually find it, yo, it's amazing. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you know what makes me happy about doing this podcast is that yeah, um, I get to hear answers that a lot of people are asking them, uh, are asking questions, but they never get to hear those answers. And one thing that yeah. makes me happy is that I, I'm the one that gives those answers to the people. A lot of people yeah, have been nice, asking, nice. where is Miser? Because it's been a while we haven't had a song from him. So now yeah. I'm sure they will understand that you have been in and out of the country because you do music yeah. for the world. When you do your music, you think of the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that, that, no, that's your... I mean, even now, um, with the first single on the album, which is my home. Yeah. Literally when we we were doing it, because Colbert sent me like an idea and I said to him, because he was saying a lot of Africa, 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 and I said to him, we, let's, let's cut down a bit so that even someone that's wherever in the world, if they're listening to it, they can relate to, to the song because my home is your home. Yeah. Let us make this song a celebration of where you come from where you grew up or where you landed up now or wherever you're going to be, wherever you want to call your home. So that's why now a person can be jamming in Italy on the dance floor, singing my home, because that's their home, home, you know, and they're celebrating their home. and So as I'm saying, you must always think of the bigger, the world, when you make music, so that you don't close off other people because you don't want a song that says Val and then someone in Mafiking is like ah, I'm, not, I'm not from the Val so yeah this song you know I can't relate with it so it's very it's, it's not easy it's not an easy thing to make music that relates to everybody that's why sometimes the easiest of things are the ones that work because meaning we want to be metaphorical and deep and 
But the easier sometimes you do it, the better. The like you're saying, feeling. Feeling, feeling yeah. simple songs, simple, simple lyrics, sing along. You understand? Yeah. But the simplicity of it makes it all the more beautiful. Because everyone because can understand. Everybody understands. The ladies love it because not only is a lady singing, but they can, they know love, they understand love. And yeah. every single person has had that feeling, you know, yeah. of love. At some point, you've fallen in love. And basically, that's what feeling talks about. So that's what I'm saying. Meaning the simplest things, the everyday things. You know, yeah. every single person has a home. Every single person is proud of their culture or their roots. So give them a song, My Home. Simple. Uh, I mean, I can't wait for the album, though. Now you just, you know, now I'm just getting ready to, 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 to tune to it, man. Yo, man, after this podcast, if I were you, yeah. go to those digital platforms. Muzika, M-U-Z-I-K-A. Yeah. Muzika. Check it out. Album is out. Dropped last week. Enjoy the album. You'll tell me what you think of the album. Ah, well, my G. So, man, uh, we've spoken about a lot. We've been speaking for like uh, 46 minutes now and like I'm yeah. enjoying our conversation. So, now I want you to tell us what are your hopes for the music industry? Yeah. What are you hoping for, especially um, uh, for, for, for the South African uh, creatives? Yeah. Look, man, for the South African creatives and the industry as a whole, it would be nice to to have one togetherness. Yep. To celebrate each other, to support each other. Um, I don't like these puppets and groups, groups. You know, we all support each other. Because, um, like I see now, people were saying, "Hey, hey, Osama has killed my piano." Meaning, they were saying, "Hey, hey, deep house is better than my piano." It should never get to that. Music is 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 a universal language. Music, now we must be happy that we are producing all this music locally. Yeah. Before we used to export music, we used to play so much music from overseas. But now we actually have dope producers here and they're producing amazing music. Whether it's my piano, whether it's hip hop, whether it's deep house, whether it's afro, we actually are creating so much beautiful music. Let's enjoy the music, let's share the music, let's celebrate each other. Oh, and let's help what we can let's open up the industry I know for one it's not easy to crack it into the industry to get into the industry I mean it's still difficult for us people that have been in it for so long yeah. you know so imagine now for the person that's outside who's trying to come in so if you can obviously you can't help every single person but if you can wherever you can whether it's a piece of advice whether it's a repost or a retweet or sharing someone's post like the simple things that don't require much from you that don't need money from you you know like for instance on social media if someone has a new song and they're asking you to retweet it or share it's simple I mean it's not gonna hurt you it's exactly. not gonna and most kill you of the time it's not gonna free so exactly you are gonna, it's not gonna take anything away from yeah. you so just do it. it it goes a long way because maybe that person doesn't have um a listenership or a following and you can help them with your whatever 40k followers and also that's how we can introduce new music to new to people you know yeah so let's enjoy the music let's keep exporting amazing music let's make sure our music is played in big platforms all around the world and let's show them what we made of man south africa is really like 
doing amazing things. I'm 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 happy and proud to be South African and to be in the forefront of the music and the beautiful things that are happening. So let's keep pushing and yeah, Aluta continua. Oh well, man. Uh you mentioned that like uh you just dropped an album a week ago, right? Yeah. But is there anything yeah. else that you're working on that uh the public doesn't know about? Um an exclusive nyana. <laughs> nah, not not really. I mean, I'm busy now with with uh, we're busy organizing a tour okay. for the album, yeah. Um, which will be a national tour, and then hopefully by the festive, we'll be done. Maybe to my level one, and then we can hit Africa and Europe, etc. But yeah, I'm also working on an EP with a dope producer, a friend of mine. Who is also under Miser Productions? His name is Kemaru, amazing producer. Uh, if you listen to the album, listen to a song called Toxic Love. Yeah. Um, he, co- he co-produced that song, and he also co-produced my current single now, My Home. His name is Kemaru, dope, dope producer. So me and him, we actually decided this last night that we're gonna work on an EP. So we're hoping to have it ready in the next two months. So yeah, that means I'm going back to studio. Ah well, man, ah that's fantastic, Miser. Thank you for taking time to have a chat here with us on the Afterbeat. You are now part of the Afterbeat family. We appreciate you and we wish you nothing but the best for the future, bro. Yo, thank you so much, man. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the interview. And to everybody that's going to be listening, the album is out. Miser Muzika M U Z I K A. The people have been asking for the music. And I've delivered 10 hot tracks featuring some of the best vocalists in the world. Lady Alma's on the album. Brian Temba's on the album. Antonio Leon's on the album. Uh, dope producers like Gin Tonic, Kay Maru, um, DJ Fresh. So yeah, man, the album is out. Go get it. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting me from day one. I mean, I am now, what, 18 years in the industry? Yo. That's like three quarters of my age. <laughs> yo, 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 yeah. And yeah, man, I pray, I pray to God that you know I'm blessed with more years yeah. and that I can push another 30, 30 more years in the industry, doing what I love every day, entertaining people. And yeah, the people keep us going. You know, they motivate us. They inspire us. They keep us going. So shout out to everybody. Aware, bro. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Miser on the Afterbeat. My name is Hope Tops. I'll be back again next week to do the same thing good, if not better. Peace.